Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, customer service professionals can contribute and leave impact on the industry of science. Today's guest is Andrea Holetz, Accounts Payable Manager at Thermo Fisher Scientific. Andrea is a real team player by helping her colleagues become inspiring leaders. How does she manage to bring the best out of people? Let's find out. I do believe that inner motivation is needed for each and every one of us. So if the person is absolutely not motivated, there's not much that I will be able to do from outside. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from the team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode again, we are ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start. So, good morning, Andy. How are you doing today? Good morning, Tommy. Very well. Thank you so much. How, how is your day so far? Busy, as usual, but still organized. So, when did you start today? I usually wake up at 5.30. I'm an early bird. I like mornings. And I was in the office, I think, around 7.30. So, I live quite far. So, needed some time to get here. And how long uh, does it take for you to get here? These days, in yeah, beautiful traffic. Beautiful traffic, and I, I, I do live on the M3 metro line, which is being just reconstructed still. So around 40 minutes, I would say, if I'm lucky, maybe more. Really depends on morning traffic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was uh, really much looking forward to this conversation, and uh, you and I, we uh, we've been working together for uh, for quite a while now. Yeah. What we do usually is just before we get into the conversation is we or I invite our guests uh, to play a very short game. So okay. this is going to be the this or that question or this or that game. So car or bicycle? Car. Okay. Book or movie? Book. Okay. Music or podcast? Hmm. Podcast. <laughs> okay. Active or passive relaxation? Active, definitely. City or countryside? Countryside. Work hard or play hard? Both. Good. <laughs> and now this one I think is going to be straightforward. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> cool. So you were a bit hesitating when question number three with the musical podcast. So is there any particular theme that you like listening to when um, it comes to podcasts? I mean, I mean, as for podcast, I do. I... Uh, usually listen to Lex Friedman and he's kind of like a variety of topics from, you know, robotics, automation, the future of the world. So all kinds of things. I do enjoy podcasts a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I also like to listen to music from time to time. It really depends on the mood I'm in. I'm in. And do you so, have any, any favorite genre? No, no, no particular favorites. I would say that really, really depends on the mood. It also depends for me on the, on the people I hang out with. So that's very similar, actually, for also the type of alcohol I'm drinking. So depending on the kind of friends, that's that's the same for music. Okay. All right. So I know that you started actually quite early. Yeah. And uh, I think you you work in a very exciting and and also quite a eventful area, yep. if you like. So could you could you describe just mm-hmm. a, a typical day if there is any? 
No, typically SIM procure to pay. So I'm, I'm a procure to pay manager. Currently, I have, I'm happy to say I have uh, within my team more than 40 people actually. So yeah, never a boring day. We also, to my happiness, we do like to come to the office. So it's usually we interact in the morning. We first and foremost get a coffee together, the ones who are in the office. And then the usual craziness would start from just how to allocate the daily work, how to manage the escalations that come in. So basically in procure to pay we, briefly speaking, we manage all the vendor invoices and vendor payments. We do this so all the business sites that we support have the necessary equipment, materials, goods, services that they need for the production. And usually procure to pay comes in when things go wrong, when there's a certain invoice that is unfortunately not paid. And that's 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 when the fun fun part of my day begins. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yes. I bet. So it's a troubleshooting mood. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. So, you know, this year is about really about career stories and I'm yeah. really keen to get some insights on your career path. Mm-hmm. But before I go into that, if you rewind back time, then uh, need to think about when you were a, a small girl or a little girl, did you have any dream job that you wanted to? In to fact, do? I have. I, I Ever since I remember, I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to teach. I really, from an early age, I think from elementary school, I remember that I have a passion for helping others, supporting, training, teaching, mentoring, coaching. I didn't know these words back then, of course, but I just know the feeling that that's what I most enjoy. And still to this day, this is something that I am thinking about a lot, but with really life's many twists and turns. I never actually became a teacher. I ended up uh, doing other things and going into other professions. But what's great about my current position, I think, and actually ever since I'm here with Thermo, is that I get a lot, lot of opportunity to teach. Just recently in this manager role, I'm heavily involved in leadership development of my direct reports, of my lovely team leads, and, and actually what better opportunity to teach, right? So everything you do, everything you already know from leadership and experience yourself, you get to train them, you get to mentor them and coach them throughout this journey. So I guess I realized, yes, never became a teacher, but there are actually a lot of ways to teach and to to fulfill this potential. Mm -hmm. I'm also just recently completed studies in the field of learning and development. I became a certified trainer. So that is also something that I may pursue later in life. So yeah, it's it's funny. I, I always come back to teaching in one way or another. Yes, and I know that you have, and you also already mentioned that you have bigger teams and you have your team leaders and uh, and you have the team members as well. So a couple of yep. layers in there. And from a leadership perspective, I just wonder, how would you describe your preferred or natural leadership style? I'm definitely someone to empower others and to build others. I know it's going to sound cliche, but one of my favorite saying goes, leave people better than you found them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the essence of what I'm doing. So my goal with also the team leads, but basically everyone in my reporting line is that they come here and then whenever they leave, they are better off. They know something they didn't know before. If it's professional, it's a professional skill. If it's something personal, it's it's personal development. And I'd like to think that I contributed to that. So I, I, I would say I'm definitely someone who enjoys building people and building teams. 
mentoring them, coaching them, empowering them as well. So I am, I wouldn't say I'm super into hierarchy and, you know, do this because I told you to do so, but giving people the opportunity to learn, to take action, to fail as well, and to learn from that. That's actually really powerful. And uh, I just wonder if you could, if you have any memorable stories when you saw that happen, which is really rewarding, right? So when you invested in someone and the person just grew mm-hmm. or, you know, just you turned someone who mm-hmm. was in a difficult situation for various reasons. Multiple things, actually. What comes to my mind right away is that all three of my current team leads have been promoted here and have been reaching these positions here. So they did not join a term official in leadership roles. I saw the potential in them and uh, we were through different leadership discussions, coachings, uh, also uh, the, the, the company provided trainings. We were able to reach that level with them that now they are managing their own teams. But not, not only with team leads, I think also with all the other team members. I will not say a name because probably she, she wouldn't want to be named personally, but I do remember from when I was still a team lead and I had a girl joining our team with no accounts payable background whatsoever, but being super enthusiastic and being a hard worker, a young mother actually. And through the journey, she was able to get promoted within my team as well. And right now she's working in an R2R in a senior accountant position. So I think all these things that as a manager, you're just able to see the potential in someone and then you find ways to to help and to develop that person. Of course, they are also needed for that. So it's not just, okay, I want you to grow. Their, their contribution is much needed. But I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of all these stories and I could continue. Mm-hmm. And what is it uh, that you're looking for in a person? when someone joins your team? Attitude, first and foremost, being a hard worker, being honest, team member, absolutely. So I I don't believe, I I actually don't believe that we get to achieve anything alone or being super individualistic. So having a win-win mindset as well, especially for leadership roles, I think it's super important to uh, not only care about your own goals or your team's goals, but look at the whole picture and how as a a group or a department or an organization we can be successful together i think this mentality and i'm really curious what you think around motivation as such do you think you as a leader we as leaders can motivate everybody or motivation is something that is either instilled or it's either in there with someone or not I do believe that inner motivation is needed for each and every one of us. So if the person is absolutely not motivated, there's not much that I will be able to do from outside. So there has to be some element of motivation in there. I kind of see our roles as leaders as like a gardener, you know, like you, you take your water and you are, you are watering the seeds. And then it's, it's if you're lucky and if you're taking care of your flower enough, then it will bloom. But if there are no seeds, you know, if there's no inner motivation at all in the person that I don't think there's much that I can do. So that's also, you mentioned that, what do I look for when I hire? It's, of course, not easy to look at whether the person is motivated or not, but, and I was not right all the time. I, I also had my failures in, in hiring, but I try to look into also 
the motivational level because I think everyone has some sort of motivation, some level of motivation. What motivates that person? That's that's the key. Mm-hmm. And if you if you found that and you start watering that, I think that's that's our role. So we can be motivated for the other person, right? We can help them. We can take their hands and walk them through the journey, but we can't replace the motivation. Yeah, I, I absolutely, absolutely fully agree with you. And yeah. you've been through some turbulent times, especially over the last two years. So yeah. what keeps you going? Mm-hmm. And, and how do you put yourself back on track when you feel that, mm-hmm. when you feel down or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of waves coming from different angles. I think I have to credit my leaders here, my my manager, and also, of course, my manager's manager, because they have a big influence on me. We are lucky enough to work together in the last three years, so no changes. And actually, one of them hired me for the role, and she she has big influence why why I was joining the company at all. And so my manager, she's like the most resilient person you have ever met, and you never see her stressed at all and gives me a good example first and foremost and and my manager's manager she's the one to push me out of my comfort zone several times i achieved things i never thought i was capable of because she was always there and always raising the bar mm-hmm. so actually whenever i get super tired and overloaded i look at them i see that their their days are even <laughs> Busier than mine, and they still smile and keep going and do it for each other, for the team, and that gives me a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. And what was the biggest difficulty that you've overcome specifically huh. over the last two years? Yeah, I personally was coping with the pandemic. It was it was very difficult for me to 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 cope with the pandemic, the isolation piece. So you know me, I'm a classic extrovert. I'm always in the office. I love the office. I'm happiest when I'm in huge crowds of people because I get my energy from connecting with people. And of course, you couldn't do that or you could do it with only a limited amount in the last two years. And the biggest challenge for me was that I could not help my team go through this pandemic and go through this. How do we operate in this isolation before I was comfortable with it? So again, it's my manager because I was I was very frustrated uh, in our one-to-one discussions and she was the one helping me to accept the fact that life has changed. We will never go back to normal. I, I kept asking her, okay, when do we go back to normal? I want to go back to normal. I want everyone in the office. I want the old, the old atmosphere. I want all the, I want the in-person town hall meetings. I don't want to do virtual ones. And uh, I had to accept that it's never going back before I could have the team to cope with these changes. So, so personally, that was the most difficult one for me because I arrived to the company still in the end of 2018. So 2019 was still a, a pre-pandemic, let's say, normal year. And I knew what the atmosphere and the buzz and everything was in the office. And I was missing that a lot. Yeah. So that was that was the biggest one. Okay. Okay. So before we close off the first section, if you put yourself back in in your um, university years and mm-hmm. when you were a fresh grad. Is there any particular position that going through that experience now that you would have wanted to go for or apply for? Any 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 type of position that as a fresh grad uh-huh. 
that if you could turn back time that now you would apply for? It's interesting one because I certainly don't think, I, 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 as I said, I always wanted to be a teacher. I certainly don't think that if I go back today, I would want to pursue that because for several reasons I don't. But for like other fresh grads, what I would definitely recommend is that don't feel limited with what type of degree you have. I don't have any finance degree at all. I learned everything I know from finance here. Uh, I had good teachers, mentors. I had good example. I always admitted that I, if there's something I don't know and I'm not comfortable with, I never pretended that I'm smarter than anyone in the field. So what I would give as an advice to other fresh grads is that even if you graduate something like a, yeah, like a teacher degree, a language degree, a liberal arts, something, don't feel like you can't come to, to finance, for example, or any of the customer care or, or, or anything really that you, you see that is attractive to you. Don't, don't, don't ever think that somehow your studies or your, your degree would limit you. It won't. It, it won't. If you have the right attitude, you can learn basically anything. In the next episode, we'll continue the conversation with Andrea Holetz. Her story is proof that a successful leader is measured by the success of her team. Let's have a short teaser from next week's episode. I think you, you need to, and I'm learning that, I think you need to achieve a level of confidence where you say you don't need to be perfect, you don't need the maximum result, you need the good enough. And I'm, I'm trying to reach that, okay, it's good enough. Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary. Produced by BrandFizz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode.